It was late May, and I'd just finished a week of working at an university camp for college students. I was planning to spend the next week on vacation with friends before my big summer trip to Ethiopia, leading students on a cross-cultural six-week service and learning program. I'd driven my parents' van to the InterVarsity camp the week prior to take more students with me. So my parents and I planned to exchange vehicles again in a parking lot halfway between our homes. Usually we'd spend a few hours together, have a meal, catch up. But in the state of Iowa that day, the weather forecast predicted some severe storms, and my parents didn't want to be out driving in them. So we exchanged keys And as my mom gave me a quick hug, she said, be safe in the storms. And we were both off again on the hour drive to our respective homes. I had just gotten back to my place and had started doing laundry from camp when I got a call from my dad. I thought he must have forgotten to tell me something. So I answered, hey, what's up? With a bit of excitement in my voice, eager for the week of vacation ahead but his voice didn't match the ease and excitement of mine. He simply asked, Did you hear about Parkersburg? Parkersburg is my hometown, where my parents still live, and to where they should have just arrived home. I said, No, what? I literally saw him only an hour before, and then suddenly I could hear the shock in his voice as he said, It's gone. Parkersburg is gone. A tornado came through. The town is gone. I learned that after we'd said our quick hello and goodbye, my parents had also driven the hour it took to get to their home in Parkersburg. They put their van in the garage, went into the basement bathroom, and held onto a pipe as half my hometown blew away in one of the strongest, largest kinds of tornadoes that can be recorded. This wasn't a spindly twister that often first comes to mind when we think of tornadoes. It was a mile-wide wall of a tornado system with speeds upwards of 300 miles an hour. Everyone's life in my hometown had instantly changed. The worst is that lives had been lost, and homes and plans had, quite literally, blown away. All priorities suddenly shifted. I was grateful to already have the week off of work, and I would spend it in Parkersburg instead of on vacation, trying to be another set of hands to help. This town was where I'd grown up and was filled with the community that raised me and loved me and still supported me in my ministry with InterVarsity. I came up to Parkersburg the next morning with a group of people who'd brought trailers of resources to help. As we entered, I couldn't believe what I saw. I'd never been in such a crisis before. It looked like a war scene. My parents' house was right on the edge of the tornado's path, three houses down from the worst of it, and while there was plenty of external damage to their home, it somehow remained standing while most of their friends' houses were destroyed. My dad ran City Hall at the time, which was also completely destroyed. He was instantly focused on burials for those who'd lost their lives, as well as the city's budget, trying to find a way for the town to not go bankrupt in the aftermath. 
My mom was working on storing her friend's salvageable items in our basement. As they were so busy doing other things, I had a moment to survey the situation with the volunteers that we personally knew who had arrived, and I found myself saying to my parents, let's use your house as a station for at least these carloads of volunteers who came up with me and with all our family members who are coming in. And so my parents' house became a hub where people could use a bathroom, where meals were served and supplies were delivered. It became a tiny base of operations for a couple dozen of the hundreds of volunteers that had flooded into town to offer a hand. There was a role for every single person to contribute something. Aunts and uncles, friends, mere acquaintances, and total strangers came to help. A cousin brought in water from a farm the first day when there was none in town. People brought generators for electricity and gas for vehicles. Without any street signs or landmarks left, I'd coordinate how we'd get someone from point A to point B to help with cleanup. I'd help figure out when and where people could shower. I had almost nothing to do with the larger rebuilding, and when I reflect on it, I did so very little to help in light of all the help that was needed that it's almost embarrassing to even share a story focused on my own experience. I'm not central to the story, and I played a secondary, supportive role at best. The disaster was so enormous that I had to humbly accept the very temporary, very small role I played in contributing something to alleviate the severity of the damage and the number of people with deep needs. Yet still, even though my role was tiny, there really was a role for me to play. So I spent that vacation week helping in my hometown. And then I had to go. I couldn't stay to do more. Instead, I flew to Ethiopia, where my responsibilities awaited me for the rest of the summer, and where I wouldn't be able to hear regularly about what was continuing to happen in Parkersburg. My parents and our family friends were still in the thick of it. And God continued to invite and empower so many people to play their role, to show up and care for particular needs. Even those who'd lost everything found ways to help their neighbors in whatever small ways they could. It was fascinating to hear upon my return from Ethiopia how God had been caring for people during the storm and throughout the summer. I heard a story of a wife being lifted off the ground parallel, telling her husband, who was holding her, that she couldn't hold any longer. She was about to blow away. And then she started praying, and suddenly her body came back down next to his. I heard of people choosing at the last minute to move from one corner of their basement to the other, and it ended up being the one area of the house that didn't entirely implode in on itself. I heard of my dad's mentor and friend losing everything. The stairs even to the basement had been sucked up. The pail he'd been sitting on gone. The hearing aid from his ear was gone. But he'd felt such a pressure on his chest during the whole event, as though God was present holding him down, and he'd survived. Then we heard that of all he and his wife had lost, his wife had been saddest to lose a quilt, that was a family heirloom. 
And then a farmer found it miles away in his field, torn but intact, and he so kindly returned it to Parkersburg. My dad recognized it and brought it over to this woman, delightfully surprising her as tears ran down her face. People in Wisconsin found articles from our little town in central Iowa, over a hundred miles away, and made sure to bring back what was identifiable. Stories like this abounded, and I was in awe of God. To witness God's care through miracles and through community members and the kindness of strangers who did their small parts too. The costs from that tornado were real, and some remain. Yet we experience the reality of what we often say in cliche ways that big things become doable when everyone does their part. <laughs>